0: Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. To preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified, and God has reconciled everybody unto Himself through the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, we talk about the judgment of God. Read First Corinthians, the 5th chapter. will give you a very good type of the judgment of God. When the fellow that was taken in adultery, oh, I'm sorry, fornication, having an affair with his stepmother, he was judged by, well, the church judged him. Paul says, I've already judged. I've already spoken. I've already judged this, this man's life. As far as I'm concerned, you've got to just get him out of the church. Excommunication. But he said, do it like this. Turn him over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh that he might be saved, that his spirit might be saved. Now listen again. Turn him over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh that his spirit might be saved. The mercy of God. The mercy of God. The mercy of God. Some people could live in disobedience so long that their hearts become hardened to the voice of God. Some people could just talk themselves right into thinking that they're doing right when they're doing wrong all along. And their heart becomes so seared, their conscience becomes so seared with a hot iron because they're believing the doctrines of devils and not the doctrine of the Word of God. And when they get off into this area, brother and sister, I want to tell you right now, it's only a matter of time. I said it's only a matter of time that judgment will come to the house of God. That's why we better walk according to what the Word of God says right now because judgment will come first to the house of God. And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where went? Where then shall the sinner and the ungodly appear? This man was turned over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh. That was the mercy of God. Think about this. Jesus died for that man's physical healing so he didn't have to be sick. As horrible as sickness and diseases in the sight of the Father, he got to turn that person over to Satan so his flesh would be destroyed so that that man would repent. If he didn't do it, that man would have gone to hell. If he didn't do it, all these people would have been dead in the lake of fire forever. But some of them, I pray, sought God and came to him. So you see, God's judgment is real. There have been many people that people have gone out and prayed for. Well, why why isn't so-and-so healed? Or why didn't they get their healing? Don't you have enough faith? Beloved, unless God shows you whether or not that person's under under judgment, you don't know. That's why I don't question anybody when I lay my hands upon the sick. I don't question. I don't know what's in a person's heart. And you don't know what's in a person's heart. And if I serve a heavenly Father, that's going to go around and tell me what's your faults and fears in the flesh. I'll tell you what, I don't want to serve a God like that. You know what he's showing me about everybody that's in this body right here? That every one of you are faith-filled, spirit-filled, love-walking, tongue-talking, living epistles of the living Christ. Read and known of all men. He hasn't shown me yet one of your false affairs. Not one. Not one. And if he ever did, i like to know, there better be a reason. And if he doesn't have a good reason, then I better, you know, why do I want to know why. Did you hear me? And if we're getting... I don't even know why I'm going to stretch them, but if we're getting anything anything like that, that's not coming from God. That's not coming from the Spirit of God, friends. Did you hear me? That's not coming from the Spirit of God. He's not called us to that. He's not called us to thought finding. He's not called us to, to judging each other after the flesh. Because, beloved, when you judge after the flesh, you will be under the judgment of God. That's why I see everybody in this body... Faith-filled, spirit-filled, love-walking, tongue-talking, wings-spouting, living epistles of the living Christ, red and known of all men that Jesus suffered and died for. And I don't see one fault, I don't see one failure, I don't see anything negative in your lives at all. I just see the glory of God and the blood of Jesus cleansing you making you free from all sin. And if you see anything else in other people, then you better get on your knees and repent right now. Because that's not what God's showing His people. Amen? Well, let's go. Well, I'm going to get to this. Ephesians, the book of Ephesians. I've got much to give in this area. The book of Ephesians, second chapter. Man's condition was worse than that of the Ninevites. Man's condition was worse than that of the Ninevites. In the sight of God, that was only an outward display of what was inside the heart of man. Now, God had mercy in his heart to spare them because of what they had done to these people and how un- inhuman they were towards these they- that's not even being, no moral standards whatsoever to do something like that, do you think? But if God could do that for them, if God could save them because they repented, I want to show you the mercy of God, I want to show you the grace of God. In the book of Ephesians, the second chapter, we, re- we begin, let's just begin reading. I want to show to you, we've talked about it a little bit previous, but I want to show to you who you were. Verse, chapter 2 verse 1 and you hath he quickened you were dead in sins and trespasses were in time past you walked according to the course of this world according to the prince the power of the air the spread of the now working and the children of disobedience among whom we all had our conversation our, our, our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh the filling desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature by nature children of wrath even as others But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. For by grace are you saved. For by grace are you saved. saved. And has made us to sit together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show, he might show what is the exceeding. Now you ready? The exceeding riches of His grace and His kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Well, if that was His grace and His riches and His kindness back then, what He did there. What is the exceeding? Why does it say He's showing us the exceeding? Well, Romans, the first chapter, got the answer. I want you to see this. And I want you to find out who you are. In the first chapter of the book of Romans... this is our life right here. In the sight of God this is what humanity consisted of. Verse 18 For the wrath of God the judgment of God condemnation is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness because that which may be known of God, is manifest in them, for God had showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, because that when they knew God, when they knew God, when they knew God, Jonah knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into the image that made like unto corruptible men and to birds and four footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever, amen. For this cause, God gave them up to vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use. "...into that which is against nature, and likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind, and to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers." Backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, inflexible, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Therefore, therefore, thou art an excusable old man, whosoever thou art that judges, for wherein thou judgest another, you condemn yourself. For you that judges doest the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to the truth against. "...them which which commit such things, and thinkest thou this, O vain man, O man that that judges them which do such things, and doest the same? Do you think that you shall escape the judgment of God? Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? But after thy hardness and impenitent heart, treasest up unto thyself wrath against the day of judgment and revelation, of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds, to them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life, but unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil, the Jew first, also the Gentile, but glory and honor and peace to every man that worketh good to the Jew first and also to the Gentile, for there is no respect of persons with God. Humanity was that way. You and I were that way. And by grace are you saved only through the faith of the operation of God. And you come to a place right now, beloved, that if you walk according to the flesh and judge somebody after the flesh, then you are storing up wrath and judgment upon your own life for the deeds that you do inside your flesh. I know no man after the flesh. And if you've got faults and failures in your life, I don't want to know them or even look at them. Because when I judge you, I judge myself. Because you do the same thing. If God was judging you after your outward appearance of your flesh, beloved, every single one of us would be in the lake of fire. By grace are you saved through the mercy and the faith of God. And you've got no right to look at somebody else and say, Well, they're not walking the walk." You have got no right to judge anybody else on the outward appearance. We judge spiritual things. I'm talking about the outward flesh. Did you read that list of ungodliness? Have you perfected every one of them in your life yet? May I put number one on the list? Have you controlled your tongue yet? The Bible says, you seem to think that you're religious. You bridle not your tongue. Your religion's in vain. Did you hear that? The number one sin in the life of every believer is found right here. And it's opened up the doorway to calamity. It's opened up the doorways of Satan's enemies to come in and just destroy the work of God in many places because they have people were so carnal that all they see is the outward appearance. They do not judge after the spirit and the heart of man. You don't know what's in my heart. You know what's in the heart of your brother or sister. I'll tell you something, that man might want to serve God to the fullest of his ability. He might want to serve God with all his heart and find the truth of God, but you know that outward man might be just just terrorizing him. He might be in a position of lack of knowledge that the devil just got him in a stronghold and can't get out of that thing. And we that are strong are to uphold those that are weak. And because instead of upholding them, the, the, the strong has criticized them. And not brought them up to a place to where they could be strong. And instead of helping them, they have added to their destruction. How? Blah, blah, blah. Beloved, these are none of my notes. Not at all. But the Spirit of God is just speaking inside my heart that there's not a person in this place that does not have a flesh to contend with that's enmity against God. There's not a person at the sound of my voice that does not have a mind that doesn't want to serve God. We have got to contend, put under the body, and renew the mind day by day. And most of all, we have got to bridle this tongue and humble ourselves before God I don't want to fall under God's judgment. Do you? I don't want to. But while we were that ungodly, while we, that's as ungodly as you, I, you can't describe it. Only way I could describe the, the, the way man looked in the sight of God our Heavenly Father is that he was guilty and worthy of eternal damnation. That's, that's how guilty you were. But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love, wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead. hath He quickened us together. Made us to sit from the lowest place known. We've been made to sit together with Him. That in the ages to come, he might show what is the exceeding. You you thought he had some mercy on Nineveh? He is showing the saint, the beloved saint that's in Christ right now, the exceeding riches of his grace. Can your mind grab a hold of that? The exceeding riches of his grace. And his kindness towards you and me. He loves you so much. God commended His love towards us while we were sinners. Christ died for us. Now that He's died for us and reconciled us to His Son, how much more will He save us from the wrath, judgment, and destruction? God's not doing anything on you, putting anything on you, beloved. Either we walk out of God's grace, or if you're remaining in that grace, then His exceeding riches The riches, exceeding riches of His grace, is and His kindness is coming towards you in full steam ahead. If I could just show you that grace is just being poured out to you. It was limited, you see. It was coming from God, but it was only a limited way through the law. Okay, it was limited. Righteousness was limited. It was like you got a big, you know, you put your oil in the car. You got a big, you got that little funnel there. It's it's wide on the top, but it's narrow on the bottom. That's how it was. That grace was just coming but it was limited. That grace was limited because of the limited knowledge we had of God. And so it could just come to a certain certain amount. But the Bible says grace and peace is multiplied unto you. Grace and peace is multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and and of Jesus our Lord. Now that hole is like this. He's showing the exceeding riches of His grace. And the more knowledge you get then the more of that grace is coming your way. The more knowledge you get, the more understanding you have of your Heavenly Father, the more of that grace is coming your way. The exceeding riches of His grace is poured out to you right now. For by grace are you saved through faith. And He's made you His workmanship. Now we're going to talk about tonight how He built the house. And brought us that were far off, nigh unto Him. By build, He's the builder of the house, friends, not us. We didn't build the house. He built the house. But I want you to grab a hold of this fact that God's rich mercy and grace is abounding towards you in such a way that we just got to be ignorant to his word or disobedient not to get it. Did you hear me? Ignorant to his word or disobedient not to get it. Or we have not, uh, disobedience, I mean we've not controlled this. We are judging other people. We're not walking in the light that we have. And this keeps on going and, and talking about other people and their faults and their failures and this and that. And we're overlooking right here. Number one, yourself and your relationship with God. That tells me this. that God's great, the, the exceeding riches of His grace is being outpoured like that towards you and me. And it was so great He could spare a city like that. And here we are, not cashing in on what He has done for us through Jesus Christ. Now reconciled by His blood. Something's wrong. And it's not on his part. But blessed be God, there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. For this new law that's in existence today has set us free from this law of sin and death. And all you've got to do is purpose in your heart to do what he's saying in his word. All you've got to do, that fellow that you're you're thinking about, You don't know what his heart says. Boy, you need to hear somebody. Boy, I'll tell you what, on the inside, their heart's just that big. But they can't seem to get their life right. You know what I'm saying? But their heart's like that. They need our intercession. They need our prayer. They need us upholding them in prayer. They don't need us saying, did you see what so-and-so did? They need us upholding them in prayer. Let those that are strong in faith uphold the weak. Judge not, and you be not judged. Judge yourself, and you won't come under judgment. Amen? Show mercy, and you'll obtain mercy. Give it away, and it'll come unto you. That's not works. I'm led by the Spirit of God to say this. It's time that we bridle our tongue. In all seriousness, not saying I shouldn't say this, but, but not saying it. Because, friends, we have been given a powerful weapon. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, is in your heart and in your mouth. And what they couldn't do with the law, you can do with the Spirit, with the Word. Imagine that. You have been given the power of God that created the world when you received the gift of faith. And you are to use that gift of faith in your heart and mouth. Speak it forth to change the world you live in. To change your circumstances. Those words will either produce life to your friends or death. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. It's time we judge ourselves on what we say. Because we're receiving the light on it. No one said it was easy. That's where we need to humble ourselves before God and get on our knees and say, Dear God, put a watch over this mouth. And practice speaking in tongues continually. Continually. And you won't speak any God. And you won't speak destruction against your neighbor. And it won't just be when we come to church we speak right things. We're going to speak of the love of God always. We're going to speak of the faith and the mercy and the kindness of God always. Amen? See, I don't have time to teach all these subjects. You can turn that tape off if you want. I don't have time to teach all these subjects. Dear Lord, I mean, how are you going to teach all these subjects? There's so much about faith. There's so much about healing. There's so much about the tongue. There's so, much about, there's so much about this covenant. There's so much about God's mercy. There's so much about God's grace. There's so much about God's judgment. If we were just beginning right now, you'd never do it until Jesus came. But that's why we've got to hit, and as you're led by the Spirit of God, I want to remind you that the Spirit of God is showing me now that situations have happened in people's lives because they are not watching their works. And they're not speaking of what they know in their heart is true, the words that they speak from their mouth. I said it last week, and it's very going to bring to my remembrance again. There are many people that are in, in a bondage to tiredness, never being rested. I mean, being t- I mean, it's a problem, okay? Listen, it's a stronghold in your life. You're tired. You're sleepy all the time. Oh, you, you, just, you, you try to do something and you just don't have, the, see, seem like you don't have the strength or stamina to get the job done. And I know right now it's because all, all the words that you're saying is, I'm so tired. I'm so sleepy. I don't have any strength. When all the time the Word says, Come unto me, ye that labor and have written, I'll give you I'll give you rest. This is the refreshing, wherewith the weary may come to rest, speaking in an unknown tongue. See, this is the rest. I am the strength of your life. I am the strength of your life. I can do all things of Christ who of me. My sleep is sweet because the Word says so. And beloved, I'm still talking about judgment. Are you listening? For by thy words, thou shalt be justified, and by thy words, you'll be judged or condemned. And so you're falling into a category of judgment in smaller things because of the words of your mouth. See, these words are not just for church. They're not just for when you're around your faith friends. Faith is a lifestyle, a way of life. It means you continually speak only God's word. And that's how you're going to get into this thing and live by it. Can you see that? Can you see that? I purpose in my heart to do it. Do you? Oh, we've all fallen short of it many times, but blessed be God, He knows my heart. You've fallen short of it many times, but He knows your heart. Amen? And in my heart, I just say, Dear Lord God, I just want to walk in the Word and just speak the Word only. That's it. Just the Word. I don't need a vision. I don't need a dream. I don't need a miracle. I mean, if I would just walk that Word, speak that Word, that's all there is to it. Look out, devil! I'm coming through. That's it. A living epistle, of a living Christ, read known of all men. I walk in the strength of God. I walk in the ability of God. I will walk as not even knowing that I, myself being inferior to God, because the Bible says we should walk that way. And it won't be be robbery to realize that we are God's men on the earth, and women. It's out there. It's for us. It's in this Word. Do you dare to pick it up and do it? And so I don't care how many times I pray the prayer of faith, as long as we're speaking forth the Word of doubt and calamity and evil and wickedness, the prayer of faith will not change your calamity. It won't change your wickedness. It won't change the evil that comes upon you. But if you'll begin to speak forth the word in life, then you will not fall into condemnation or judgment. But you'll fall into justification. For you're justified by your words. Let's bow our heads. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry.